stay Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside the dark and cold Where blues won't haunt you anymore With a brave heart free love is so Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate Break down the garden gate There's not much time left today Welcome in to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and great to have you on today on the best car radio show in all of Michigan. We're going noon to 2 p.m. today. As always, got a great show for you. As always, uh, too, you can find us on 910 AM's Facebook page as well as iHeartRadio. And uh, next week, if you can't... Uh, catch all of the broadcast today we're also all over the podcast forums apple spotify stitcher detroit news etc so great great show to get to today things really heating up here in august in the motor city dream cruise is just a couple weeks away and there's going to be a lot of activity up at M1 Concourse, we're going to be talking to Dave Sherman about all the stuff that's coming into M1 Concourse, our local racetrack, local race club, and they're going to be opening their doors to the public for all kinds of, of cool stuff, uh, beginning with Roadkill Nights next weekend. We're also going to be talking to Louise Noeth, um, uh, long-time listeners of this show. will remember Louise from a couple years ago. She is a Salt Flats racer. Out in Bonneville, and out in that's that's what they do in August in Salt Lake is they go out on the on the salt flats and uh, go for world speed records. We'll also be talking to Brian uh, Benstock this hour out of New York. Sad to say, the New York Auto Show has been canceled this year. Uh, once again, uh, really feel bad for our brothers in New York who are not going to get to see all the cool, cool cars that are coming to things like Motor Bella. Uh, here in the Motor City, but uh, we're going to talk to Brian. He's with a Honda dealership out there and uh, always gives us an interesting perspective on things in the Big Apple. But let's uh, kick things off here uh, with Dave Sherman. I want to remind our listeners, call us at 313-778-7600 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, Dave, how are you? Doing great, Henry. How are you? Doing good. Uh, always uh, good to talk to you and uh, you guys got a busy month coming up. Oh, my gosh. It's um, actually leading up to this has been pretty incredible. Uh, we've run into a lot of your listeners and car collectors um, in uh, Metro Detroit uh, since March, actually, Henry. You know, we've been out there, you know, kind of shaking hands and seeing car people. And we've actually talked to over 60,000 people since March and seen over 15,000 cars trying to spread the word about uh, Roadkill uh, coming back for its sixth year um, on August 14th, and then our Woodward Dream Show uh, on uh, August uh, 21st and 22nd. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. And, you know, the, the, dream sh- the, the, the Dream Cruise didn't go away last year. I mean, the, the organized no, events. From it. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, organized yeah. events uh, sort of had to had to take a pause uh, just as we uh, dealt with uh, some unknowns. But, uh, boy, I, I bet this year 
uh, 60,000 60, people you've spoken to. I mean, the, the demand for what's coming here in August, September must be uh, off the charts. It's it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, kicking things off at M1, you know, with uh, Roadkill coming back with Motor Trend and uh, with it being powered by uh, Dodge. And Dodge actually happens to be one of our partners as well out at the M1 concourse. We have a fleet of uh, Hellcats out there, you know, red eyes and wide bodies and, You know, seeing those cars uh, scream around the track is is pretty awesome. And once again, with Roadkill, uh, they're going to be offering uh, thrill rides for for guests uh, that do come out to um, uh, do to do come out and celebrate. You know, this uh, street legal racing on Woodward Avenue. Uh, there's just nothing better kind of leading into Dream Cruise Weekend than shutting down Woodward and uh, watching some of the best and fastest. Um, drag racers uh, duke it out in really grudge match racing. Hey, you know, Dave, and I, I've been going to roadkill nights for a few years now. As you say, this is the sixth year. I've never gotten a ride in one of those dragsters. I, I would, I would think uh, that's something I need to do. Have you, have you ever gone down that uh, that strip of Woodward at at uh, speed? Um, not legally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I, I, I couldn't resist it. Um, uh, no, not with Roadkill. I've actually never had the opportunity to make a pass there. Um, I've been fortunate enough, um, you know, through my uh, years in automotive uh, marketing and, and motorsports and racing that uh, I've been in some cars that um, made some, you know, 10, 9, and 8-second passes, but that's the fastest I've ever gone. And there are plenty of cars now that are, you know, quasi-street-legal, Um, that are, you know, consistently running in the sevens and eights, which is, it, it's just fascinating to see, you know, uh, uh, these cars and the engineering and the technology, and most importantly, you know, the people that own these things and drive them, the love for our hobby is alive and well. Um, uh, and it's just exciting to see that coming uh, here to Detroit and on Woodward um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's really a special special place uh, for that whole Dream Cruise Week, uh, bookended now by uh, Roadkill Nights on the 14th, and then your inaugural Dream uh, uh, Show. Uh, talk a little bit how different those events are. I mean, they're 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 um, you know we we motorheads all kind of figure a Dream Cruise goes on all summer long, but this is really a pregnant week in the middle of the summer, and these two great events bracket that re that week, beginning with Roadkill, which we've been talking about with the legal street, uh, the legal drag racing on Woodward right out in front of M1. But then now you guys are also making M1 an epicenter for the Dream Cruise itself on Saturday. Talk about how the two events uh, are different and how they complement each other. Yeah, sure. So uh, Roadkill's, um, you know, a lot of the cars that uh, sign up to compete, you know, they They have to submit their cars and go through a registration process and a, and a car selection process, you know, to be selected um, uh, to compete during the the roadkill experience on the 14th. And um, it's it's awesome to watch. Uh, this year we expect, you know, it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 people on the 14th uh, to come out and watch this. Uh, in addition to that, going on outside the track, right there on Woodward. Uh, inside the track, as a part of the experience, there is a lot of stuff going on. Um, 
First of all, uh, th- and this is really cool for people that are spectators that just want to watch and have a good time, you know, seeing this level of performance. Uh, we will have um, bleacher seating just inside the gate, but elevated stick built bleachers. So you can actually sit along Woodward Avenue and watch the cars make passes. And um, what we were able to work out is we're keeping those bleachers up during our dream show event uh, the following weekend. So anybody that's coming up to N1, uh, whether it's the weekend of the 14th or the weekend of the 20th and the 21st, we've got a place for you to sit and watch, you know, all the activity that's happening on, on Woodward. Uh, the big difference, though, between Roadkill and our Woodward Dream Show, and um, our, our Dream Show event is not meant to take anything away from the Dream Cruise experience. You know, I've been fortunate uh, since I moved here to Michigan back in the mid-'90s. I've been able to you know, be out there on Woodward with my own cars and enjoying the, the spectacle. Um, but both shows are a ticketed event, and... We're trying to, even with both shows and ours with Dream Show specifically, elevate um, the guest experience. And, Henry, you know, like you're on Woodward Avenue and, um, you know, there's a little bit of organized chaos. And, yeah. and that's part of the charm of Dream Cruise. But for some folks, um, it can be a little overwhelming, right? And, and or, you know, they've got great, great, valuable cars. It's amazing how many incredible cars are in private collections here in Southeast Michigan. And you get to Dream Cruise Weekend, and a lot of those owners are just afraid of bringing them out on the street. And we get yeah. it. You know, it's it's a concern. So with our Dream Show event, now uh, what we're offering car owners and people that just want to come in and experience it, a place to display and show you know their love for automobiles, just in a, in a different way. So, you know, when guests are on site with us, you know, we've got a really cool elevated, um, you know, food and beverage and concessions experience. You know, we created, you know, what we're calling the taste of Woodward. And, you know, like you, Henry, I've got octane running through my veins and I just love all things automotive. And that goes beyond just, you know, the charm of watching cars go by, you know, it's, it's the food and the culture and the experience and, and talking with people that make the, that weekend just so special. So we tried to yeah. take it up a notch and elevate it at, um, at, uh, at M1 Concourse. So, you know, yeah, like and the average is, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's a really, as you say, it's a real nice compliment to sort of a uh, organized traffic jam uh, that's right next door on uh, Woodward you and and you're going to you're going to bring some uh uh some celebrities in there that people can talk to as well right you're, you're you've got Ken Ken Lingenfelder a great friend of this show is going to be there Larry Smith and you're honoring uh, Bob Larravee uh, these are these are guys who know what they're talking about when it comes to muscle yeah they sure do in fact there are a few others one of the things that we're doing on Friday afternoon and this is open to anybody that you know buys a ticket at woodwarddreamshow.com. You know, you buy your pass, you're in, in the property. Um, but at, um, and we're doing a few things here that really kind of uh, showcase these celebrities. At, um, at 4 to 5 o'clock, the Automotive Heritage Foundation, they're actually going to do uh, their uh, annual awards on our stage. And then as soon as those guys are done, 
from 5 to 6 p.m., we are launching what we call the M1 Concourse Insider's Garage, and it's a panel discussion uh, with some of these celebrities. And it's Lingenfelter, Wayne Carini, uh, Bob Larrabee, Mike and Jim, the Ring Brothers will be there, um, and, and a few others. And the topic of the discussion is going to be focused around what does the future look like of hot rodding and customization and engine swaps and powertrains. And um, uh, uh, Ken Lingenfelter and uh, a few of these guys with Wayne and Larrabee there, you know, these guys are industry leaders and they're thought leaders um, when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, we're not trying to look back just on the past. You know, the theme of our program is past, present, and future. So we felt it would be really cool to get these guys up on a stage and talk about what the future of our hobby looks like. Yeah, that's exciting because uh, obviously you've got uh, decades of, uh, of, of past engineering out there on your grounds and uh, on the uh, street uh, next to you. So that's a nice compliment uh, to the show. Uh, uh, Dave, I want you to... Um, uh, to, to look ahead a little bit too into September because M1 is uh, is not just going to be busy during August and, and uh, Dream Cruise, but you guys are got big plans coming uh, in September as well for uh, for the Detroit Auto Show as well as your own event. Yeah, we sure do. So it's, it's uh, there's no rest for the, the the weary here. So as soon as we are done. Um, with uh, Dream Cruise Weekend, we jump right into uh, Motorbella um, with the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, um, which is an extension, obviously, of the Detroit Auto Show. So um, uh, Rod and the team have reimagined, you know, what uh, an auto show should look like um, here moving forward in the future in, in the Motor City. So on September 21st through the 26th uh, at M1 Concourse, we're hosting Motorbella. And it's it's a journey and an experience through mobility. And it's focused on the OEMs. Uh, some of the activities will be dynamic, where you'll be able to get behind the wheel of, of a Jeep and go off-roading or um, get into a vehicle and experience acceleration from zero to 60 in about three seconds. Um, and there'll be, you know, all the different OEMs on display and, and what I'm hearing is somewhere around 600 different vehicles for people to check out, view, and and experience. Wow. Yeah, and that's uh, and I think that's that's uh, particularly uh, going to benefit from the cancellation of the New York Auto Show. We're all very sad about that uh, here yeah, a couple weeks from now. That show's going away, but I think uh, people will be uh, setting their sights on Motorbella. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's too bad with New York uh, going away, but obviously, you know, in their state and what's going on with um, you know, the new uh, Delta variant or, or or whatever the we're calling it today, um, obviously they had to make a a decision that is you know in the best interest of public safety and and health and and we get it. Um, fortunately, though, for all of our events that we we're talking about between Roadkill Night. Um, our Woodward Dream Show, Motorbella, and the American Speed Festival in late September and early October, all of our events are basically outdoor experiences. And, of course, you know, anything that comes down from Lansing and our governor 
in terms of rules and regulations. We're prepared to follow, you know, to the letter of the law. Um, but we're, of course, going to practice, you know, social distancing. If people want to wear masks and it's optional, uh, of course, uh, they're more than welcome to, and, and we respect that. There's hand sanitizers everywhere. We're doing everything that's appropriate when it comes to food and beverage delivery. Um, but, again, everything's outdoors. Uh, that's the beauty of it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, really. And instead of masks, they may want to bring they may want to bring earplugs. Earplugs optional, yeah. Around the track, yeah. When you get to um, American Speed Festival, and tickets for that are on sale at AmericanSpeedFestival.com. But that event, um, Henry, as you know, we're celebrating the Can Am series this year, and um, our special guest is going to be Jim Hall. Um, actually, Tim McGrain, my uh, boss and CEO of M1. He was just on the phone uh, this week with Jim coordinating the final details. But um, Jim is committed to flying up, and he's bringing four of the different chaparrales out of the Petroleum Museum. And um, Jim's also bringing his son and grandson, and both of them are going to run the chaparrales on the M1 uh, one-and-a-half-mile-long circuit in a driving exhibition um, beyond just the other Can-Am cars. Uh, racing around the track. So I don't know if any of our listeners have ever heard a Can-Am car, you know, at full throttle on the cams, but when those cars are ripping around the track, you know, they're 1,400 pounds and making, you know, over a 1,000 horsepower, and the sounds and the smells um, are just, they're memorable. And for any of you that are Enthusiasts like I am, this is like something you check off your bucket list is to say that you saw the K&M's run, let alone the Chaparral's. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really special. Uh, I, I, I vintage race, and so I've uh, been around uh, K&M cars at uh, full throat around the track. I mean, there's the ground shakes, uh, the, 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 uh, the eardrums tremble. It's really a special experience and to see the and to see the chaparral cars is really unusual i mean these are some of the the, the great uh, cars uh, not only of can am but in history uh you know uh, on on level with ferrari porsches uh, from the 1960s so uh dave that's uh, that's that's a lot to look forward to uh i'm, I'm not going to be there at roadkill nights i'm actually going to be racing my own car uh, over at graham that weekend but i will see you uh, there at m1 on August 21st for uh, for the inaugural Woodward Dream Show, and appreciate you joining us today. Oh, thanks, Henry, for having me on the, the show. And you know, we're we're huge fans, and and um, we really appreciate everything you do to keep our industry and hobby um, up to date and everybody current. And uh, good luck running. Are you, I'm assuming you're running the uh, the Sports 2000 out of Grattan. Yeah, yeah, run a little yeah, Lola. Awesome. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Well, we'll have a couple of Lola Can-Am cars out there for you to check out. Maybe it's time to get you out of that little uh, two-liter and into something with a bit more display time. <laughs> yeah, I could use 700 horsepower. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thanks again, everybody. We hope uh, to see everybody out at M1 Concourse. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break here, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to go... To the Bonneville Salt Flat, Salt Flats. You're on Car Radio, 9:10 a.m.
Detroit People's Platform works for real community benefit agreements, advocates, and organizes for truly affordable housing and public transit that responds to the needs of Detroiters in the nation's largest majority black city. Make your plan today to vote absentee or at the polls in the primary election on Tuesday, August 3rd. Because in 2021, majority black Detroit deserves better. Visit DetroitPeople'sPlatform.org or follow us at Detroit People's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to maintain, protect, and defend majority black Detroit. Are you a business builder looking for support to solve issues related to business strategy, e-commerce, operations and processes, marketing or finance? If so, check out the Tech Town training series and access free on-demand video workshops led by subject matter experts. Tech Town Detroit is a nonprofit business support organization and we want to help solve your hot button business issues at your convenience. Sign up for our free on-demand training series at techtowndetroit.org slash training series. Again, that's techtowndetroit.org slash training series. Get a basic understanding of business management, marketing, operations, financing, legal, and so much more at TechTown Detroit. The TechTown training series is made possible with support from the Walters Family Foundation. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Bromisha Williams now at 313-434-8291. You're on car radio with Henry Payne on the line with us. Cadillac Racing Program Manager, Laura Clouser. How are things looking down there at Daytona Raceway? We've got a little bit of everything. The NASCAR team, an XF1 driver, of course, IndyCar. And then the Insta crew that does really take the machine and show everybody what it's made of. Talking to Jim Morrison, who is the Jeep Ram chief. I'm happy to report that Grand Cherokee has been still the market leader for five years. We held the highest loyalty. The best car radio program in all of radio. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. The 910 AM live stream can now be seen on Apple TV, Roku, Chromecast, YouTube Red, iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Android tablet, Amazon Kindle Fire, any Windows phone. Watch us live at 910amsuperstation.com. 910, the Superstation. The oldest radio station in town since Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. And a reminder uh, from our last segment there, talking to Dave Sherman, who's the VP of Signature Events up at M1 Concourse. Uh, go, to, go to the website, uh, M1 Concourse. Uh, check out the uh, Woodward Dream Cruise, and uh, as well as Roadkill Nights uh, with Motor Trend. And, and uh, check out the ticket prices, the times. Uh, a couple great weekends coming up there here, August 14. And August 21 up at, up there at M1, and uh, we will be broadcasting from M1 on August 21st. So uh, if you're up there uh, taking part in the Woodward Dream Show, 
uh, come check us out at the uh, at our at our nine ten a.m. booth uh, up there. It's going to be a lot of lot of action going on. A lot of great cars. Uh, looking forward to a great weekend uh, up there. Uh, before we uh, go into Dream Cruise Week, however, we want to talk to uh, Land Speed Louise Noeth, who is a an old friend of this program. She was on with us back in 2018 when some Land Speed racers came in to uh, the Detroit Autorama show. Uh, Louise is on the line with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's uh, nice to hear your voice and and. Uh, we 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 uh loved having you on there a couple of years ago uh when you, when you were visiting here with the Autorama show how was that whole experience looking back we we were surprised um all of the all the land speed racers not just myself but every one of us were so surprised at the number of people who lived in and around the Detroit area that said oh they still race out there oh you mean Bonneville's still around Oh, wow! Hey, is, is this just been restarted? And I, you know, we had to all tell them that it's been going on every year since 1949. <laughs> it was—I so, mean, that was in Detroit. If that had happened in any other city, it probably wouldn't have made us sit down in our chairs. But it was Detroit, man, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we know our cars here. I'm, I'm surprised uh, you don't you don't get uh, more people coming out there uh, every oh, year oh, for oh, the. Uh, for the salt flats. Um, yeah, and, 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 that, and that was a good thing. I mean, they were all interested, but they were—they didn't think we existed anymore. <laughs> you know, and there we were with a 400-mile. Oh well. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's what we're here for on car radio. Give you uh, uh, more publicity. And, and I and I think this is this is a uh, an important time of year, right? Is aren't the speed weeks starting here in August? Yeah, it's starting up in the next few days. There are several events that take place. Obviously, Speed Week uh, was the original in 1949. It was joined in the 70s by the Utah Salt Flats Racing Association, and they have a, an event called World of Speed. And, and then because the motorcyclists kept getting, well, getting the short shift, if you will, uh, there is a, a, a group called the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials, uh, that happens the end of August, and that happens once a year as well. And they get between two and 300 motorcycles out there. So wow. those are the three main events. And then depending on the weather, uh, October has a thing called the World Finals. Uh, that's for people that have figured out what they did wrong in August. <laughs> or, <laughs> or did right, you know, one of the two. <laughs> well, I, I was so. just out in Salt Lake uh, city and it's one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. Uh, you guys are in that uh, that lake basin there, surrounded by the uh, Wasatchie Mountains. It's just a stunning uh, uh, place. Uh, how's how how are the flats looking this year? I, I know weather is always unpredictable. Um, how's how's the course looking? Um, I was talking to, interestingly enough, Danny Thompson, who had uh, laid down a 448 run with his dad's old car, Mickey's car, Challenger one, and then revamped it. And he was out at the seven mile, and he said, I'm really surprised, I'm really surprised. It really looks hard and dry. This is great. And I said, I just hope it's thick enough, Danny, because it's, a, it's an undulating salt crust surface. Big place. But that actual crust, kind of like the icing on the cake, how thick is the icing on the salt flats? And that's always the big question. You know, that it can take a lot 
but when you put a lot of three or four hundred mile an hour cars pounding down in the same spot, it'll just pound through the salt eventually. So fingers crossed um, that the salt is thick enough. It's certainly white and hard, which is great. Uh, the forecast so far is good. Uh, you can get a little bit of rain, which actually helps because as the cars uh, traffic over it, the cars, trucks, and motorcycles, whether that be on the racetrack or off, uh, that water tends to heal it a little bit, it kind of like shakes it back into a a flat type of billiard surface. So a little bit is good. A lot is not so good. A lot, little bit is good. Yeah, well, the forecast sounds pretty good. Well, and and, uh, and you've been going out there for years, and, and you've got a great new book out. I think you've got a couple books out, actually. The the uh, the most current book is is called uh, Women of Land Speed, Bonneville's Women of Land Speed, Racing, but I think that closely followed on Bonneville on a photo history of Bonneville salt flats. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly right. The, when the pandemic hit, I got called by this uh, uh, publishing company. Uh, Do you know anything about land speed racing? Ha ha ha! I said, "What would you like to know?" And it ended up that they wanted these. They, they were these picture books. I I had not known them by their name, but I knew them by their product. And I went, oh, yeah, them little six-by-nine things that are all pictures with, with fat, big captions on them. So I went, I have thousands of pictures that have never been published that have been given to me by people that were taken. Uh, just wonderful stuff. So I put together a visual history. I'd never done that in my entire writing career where I told the story first with pictures. And when I was satisfied that I could pictorially tell 120 years, went back and wrote the captions. And that book came out in November. And in that book, there were three special chapters. And they were the ones that I thought or observed were always getting the short shift from the hot rodder pistons. And the first, of course, were motorcycles, because they don't have four wheels and they can't possibly be hot rods. And then the, the second one, of course, is the thrust-powered vehicles, any kind of jet, rocket, or turbine. Well, it doesn't have a piston. That could never be a hot rod in a million years. But the most fearsome and the most troubling and the most knee-shaking that would wither these guys were women. <laughs> Honey, it's one thing if you get beat by your buddy, but when you get beat by your girlfriend, evidently that really just emasculates them instantaneously. <laughs> so uh, so who are some of the uh, great women in, in land speed racing? Well, on the cover of this one is Paula Murphy. She was the first in many, many different aspects of land speed racing, but out in the early 60s, she ran a jet car out there that belonged to uh, Arthur Arfons and Walt Arfons. I, I forget which ones were which. Uh, and she was able to do 228 miles an hour in the rain in, the, in a water puddle. She'd have gone faster if she didn't have the spray uh, knocking her, her vision out and essentially uh, liking to drown her at 200 miles an hour. Figure that one out. So she's one. Um, yep. And anyway, it was that, that, by the way, the chapter in the book is what gave rise to it at the publishing company. said, oh, we had no idea that so many women were involved. Too bad there weren't more. You could do a book. I said, there are. I will, and I did. <laughs> so <laughs> this one is put into four different chapters, cars, motorcycles, thrust-powered. And then as I was doing it, I discovered something that I had overlooked and that many people since the beginning of this sport the unsung heroines, because I keep saying, hey, it was all these women who earned the right to put on a helmet, bring a speed machine to the starting line, and leave. Well, 
whether you're a girl or a boy, somebody's got to put the starting line there. Somebody yeah. has to put the finish line. They've got to do the clocks. And then, very importantly, they have to bring the porta-potties out, you know, <laughs> and, and the shade and, and the timekeepers and all the other stuff that goes along with it. So the fourth chapter is the unsung heroines. These books are small. This thing, the color book, this one's in color, all color. The other one's black and white. It's only 96 pages. I thought, oh, heck, if I can't find 100 women that put a helmet on, I might as well quit. Well, when I handed this book to the publishing company, there were 307 names on the list. That's great. Yeah, and of that, more than 250 had put the helmets on, and the other about 60 folks had been the ones that made sure there was a place for people to race safely and record what they did the historians, you know, of putting it together. Matter of fact, the gal that runs the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials, it is Delvine Reber. She is the only female promoter that I know of in the country, and she handles all of this by herself. Well, not by herself, but with, with friends, but uh, the only female. And when she started doing this, she had just given birth, and I have a picture of her in the book with her son in a sling, with her FM radio, with her cell phone, with her notebook, and she's running this whole event being mom. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it sounds it sounds like a great book. I mean, uh, obviously uh, uh, well illustrated uh, with, with pictures, but also a uh, great variety. Any of the um, the women in your, in the in, uh, in the book uh, current uh, uh, land speed record holders? Oh, quite a few. Yes, quite a few. You've got folks like uh, Tannis Hammond, who was the first one over 300 in her, her husband's Lakester. Uh, you have Valerie Thompson, who is a the fastest gal on two wheels, who is now also driving Marlo Trite's uh, Target 550 car. She's not going for 400. She wants 500 miles an hour. She she actually would like to uh, tip the, the speed crown off of Donnie Vesco's head, who owns it currently, and, and replace it with a Tierra. And I'm all for it, actually, even though I was part of Don's team to set that record, and, and, and I, you know, I, I share in that record. But I'm all tickled for that. There's Erin Sills, motorcycle. She runs, I can't tell you how many different records uh, she holds out there. Uh, and then there are a, a variety of other women. For instance, there's, there's new salt virgins. Uh, one of them, uh, you'd say, well, how could she be a salt virgin? Well, any woman or anybody that comes to the salt for the first time, salt virgin. Well, the salt virgin in 2017 <clears throat> was Lynn St. James, who came. Is that to right? Utah. They got Lynn yeah. out there. Yeah, and she would have been out there this year, but she's busy with something else. But she's coming back. Uh, she went 177 miles an hour, uh, but then spun, had a little damage, and she learned. I went, see, Lynn, everybody says it's not, how hard could it be going in a straight line? Well, maybe not hard, but it sure is hard to stay in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. The oldest gal that is going to be out at the book signing, we're going to have two of them out there at the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials and then at the World of Speed, is a gal by the name of Joy Schultz. And she was the first one to strap on a helmet and was allowed to go down the, the speedway in 1972. She showed up in 1971, and the SCTA guys said, so you can't race here. Well, you mean I can't race here? I'm a licensed AMA member, race all over the country with AMA. I race drag racing all over the country. How come I can't race here? Well, you're a woman. We don't let women race. And, and, of course, the AMA fellow who was the District 37 fellow, uh, he, he, he couldn't tell the SCTA what they could do. But uh, the diplomat that he was 
that year when they had their com- competition congress, he put forth a little motion that said in all amateur uh, racing uh, that no one should be excluded simply by virtue of their gender, and it was the motion was seconded and passed. And he went back to the SCTA in March and said, um, we'll be taking women this year. We don't know what you're going to do with the cars, but there'll be motorcycle racers that are female. Oh, no, you can't let them happen. Okay, well, if you don't want that, that's fine. We understand you want to run your race. But the AMA will no longer sanction it. We won't be part of it because we had a vote and we can't turn away women. And that is how the AMA forced the hand of the Southern California Timing Association to make them take women and joy was the first one with the helmet she was the first one down the track and she laid down 11 miles an hour on the existing record she set a record the first time out how do you like that yeah that's, yeah, that's fantastic and, and now they're now they're all memorialized in your in your yeah. book uh yeah that's an impressive list i, I uh, val thompson's going down there at uh, she's trying to do 500 miles an hour in a bike in a two-wheeler no, uh, she has done 370, 360 something on the bikes. The the mo- uh, the car she's in now it is called Target 550. It's a four wheel double engine uh, uh, aluminum engine uh, uh, streamliner. And Marlo had uh, another driver in it, one of his partners, and the partner said, "I'm done. I'm just I'm done." Uh, because the salt had been, the, the salt has been in such dire shape and condition for years that yeah. a lot of the folks that were setting records and out there racing regularly, because you get so few chances and so much effort has to be put into it, they, frankly, we, the, the, the sport has lost a number of racers simply because the salt wasn't there to service them when they were ready. And this yeah. fellow just had other things he wanted to do with his life. And the same with other fi- fellows. They've, and, and, and Gales, they've gone on to other segments of motorsports, still racing, just different. Um, so he did and uh, did that, and that left Marlowe without a driver. And he talked to Valerie, and she was all for it. And uh, yeah. so she's now the, the driver of record. Um, and it's unfortunate that they had a really terrible track, and uh, the car lifted uh, at about 150, 200 miles an hour, put both engines into freewheel, and, uh, I mean, this is a 6,000-pound car, and when it came down, it just essentially just destroyed the shafts, exploded the motors. Just, it made, it made shrapnel on the inside of the, both engines. Uh, because wow. of that that instant load that was returned uh, when it, the, the whole car lifted. I was there at the two-mile mark taking pictures, and I went, oh, my God. The car looked like like flipper, a porpoise. It, just, it was undulating on this surface, and then it just hit the right spot, and up it went about 14 inches in the air, came right back down, loaded up everything, and that was the end of that. I could hear it, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, well, going those speeds at at land. I mean, you'll you'll be happy to know, uh, uh, Louise, that uh, just in the last year, the Henry Ford Museum has opened an exhibit called Driven to Win, which is exhibits a lot of the great uh, cars from a variety of disciplines. One of them is a 1965 Goldenrod uh, that I think set the land speed record back then at 409 miles an hour. So absolutely, uh, Val Thompson going for 500. That tells you how how the sport continues to evolve. It is, yeah. And uh, uh, the Henry Ford folks came out, and uh, when they were doing the film, and there's a panoramic. I haven't been there yet, but I'm glad to hear that it's open. Thank you. I was going to ask if you knew. Yeah, that's really uh, because good. Because of the pandemic. 
but they did a number of people to take people from the regular museum and bring those folks into the motorsport aspect of um, this new Driven to Win thing. So they came out to Bonneville, and when they wanted to talk with some of the guys, I said, no, wait a minute. You've got Mario Andretti. You've got this one. You've got the, all these guys. All these are men. I said, there are women in this sport. So we put, her, uh, put them together with Megan Volk, who is the granddaughter of a fellow that's been racing since the 40s out there, and she was a rookie, and also with Valerie Thompson, who was her first time in the car that I just talked to you about. And the two of them are featured in that little film that welcomes people from the regular Henry Ford into that. I haven't seen the finished piece. I don't know what it looks like yet, but they were out filming all of that. And when Megan was driving, she was driving with her grandfather's fire suit on. Yeah, well, it's uh, well, that's that's a neat story because uh, the the film is fantastic and uh, and you'll enjoy it uh, when you get here, uh, Louise. Um, congratulations on all you've done out there. Congratulations on this new book. Uh, that's Bonneville's Women of Land Speed Racing. You can you can find it now. Uh, also available is Bonneville Salt Flats and other photo history, um, and people can find those on Amazon, I assume. They can, but if they want an autographed copy, they can go to my website, Landspeed Productions. Just Google Landspeed Louise, and it'll bring you to Landspeed Productions somewhere. And if you want an autographed or a personalized copy, I'm I'm happy to do that. Um, we'll have the, the book signings out there in August if you're going to be for either the motorcycle or the world of speed. But uh, otherwise... Um, I'm signing them up because I'm just tickled with it. I'm, I'm so pleased with how this all turned out and everybody helped out. And I'm very pleased and, and thankful and grateful for uh, this time on, on your radio show to let the folks in Detroit know what's going on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we always always love talking to you. Uh, Louise, uh, great having you on, and, and, uh, and good luck this summer. Okay. Well, we'll see you on the salt someday. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Me and Lynn St. Right, James. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Take care. Um, thanks, Louise. Um, so from from I mean that's that's that's, that's a lot of good speed. Uh, whether you're on Woodward Avenue this summer or whether uh, you're going out to the Salt Flats in uh, in Salt Lake, uh, a lot of speed going on in this country in August, and uh, it's great to have all that back. Uh, we we wanted to catch up with our good friend uh, Brian Benstock here out in New York, uh, where they don't have. Um, uh, they don't have uh, salt flats, but uh, they sell a lot of Hondas and Paragon, Honda, and Acura out there in Queens. And, and Brian has been keeping us up to date on what's going on in the Big Apple. Brian, how are you? I'm, I'm great, Timmy. It's great to be with you, man. Oh, the back to Luis's uh, conversation, man. I love that. Women of Land Seed Racing sounds like an awesome, awesome book. And uh, I've got to check it out. I, I love women power, uh, girl power. And what a great topic. And I love, love, love his passion for what he does. You can tell he absolutely loves what he does. Yeah, it's uh, tricky stuff out there on the salt flats. I've had a couple uh, buddies have gone out there um, trying to set, set records. And, you know, it's, it's, not your, uh, it's not your black asphalt on a racetrack. I mean, it's ever-changing salt flats out there. So it sounds pretty tricky. Yeah, I remember Gary Gablitz in the Blue Flame back in the day set the uh, land speed record uh, at 600 and something miles an hour. I'm not even that shattered by now, but that was back in the day. I remember that was pretty impressive, just thinking about traveling that fast and, and, and the difficulties of keeping that 
that machine on the ground at those speeds. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are really high speeds. Well, uh, Brian, I'm 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 sorry that I'm not coming to New York here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we were all geared up for the New York Auto Show, and uh, all of a sudden uh, they they canceled it. Uh, the auto show there, I believe, is put on by uh, local auto dealers, like all shows around the country. Uh, uh, what happened? Well, you know, I guess there's concerns about the uh, return of COVID, uh, and uh, the association, the dealers' association, uh, along probably with the OEMs, uh, are going to err on the side of safety and caution and, um, and, and, and shut her down. And it's sad because it's such a great event for the city. It's such a great event for our industry. But, uh, you know, again, uh, there's a lot going into uh, this, and I guess we, we don't want to be associated with causing difficulties for uh, customers, fans, and associates. Yeah, yeah, really, uh, really sorry to, to to see the show. Uh, it, and obviously, it's going to be tough on a lot of those uh, vendors and uh, and uh, business owners uh, who, who uh, were putting their all into the show uh, this year. Uh, it's, it's a tremendous show. It's a it's a great benefit uh, for New York, bringing people into the Javits Center there on the east side of Manhattan. I always I get get really excited about that show. So. We'll try again uh, next year in in March, right? We'll probably go back to its normal date. I have no idea, but you know, we typically see over a million people attend the show. A million live people uh, paying money to come see what they could see for free in a car dealership. It just shows you the level of interest in exactly what it is that we do. And sometimes we forget how uh, vital our industry is to the U.S. economy, and, and what an incredible level of interest. Uh, the public has to see what's new and exciting in the world of uh, transportation. Yeah. Well, and then uh, the industry's been crazy for the last year, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, uh, last time we talked to you, uh, you're the number one auto Honda dealer in the country. Uh, people in in the, the metro New York area are flocking to your Queens dealership to uh, to buy cars. How's business right now? Uh, business is um, it's it's incredible. You know uh, how, how would you describe it? You know somebody asked me last month how many new Hondas did you sell, and the answer was uh, all of them. We literally sold out of cars. Uh, uh, ordinarily this time of year, I've got fourteen, fifteen hundred cars in stock, and we ended the month with eight cars in stock. Holy cow! Cars. Yeah. So you know we sold to the walls, and uh, you know we're, we're relying on just in time delivery. Uh, and now, as the cars come in, they're going out. You know, so from a, a net profit standpoint for us, it's a very uh, effective business model. You don't have the carrying costs of the cars. And they come in, they go out, they come in, they go out. But, you know, I, I think there's, um, uh, you know, the customers uh, suffer a little bit because we don't quite have the normal uh, selection of cars. People can sell cars, and the cars will get delivered in short order, but we don't have the normal supply of cars, and manufacturers and dealers are asking themselves, do we need to carry the levels of inventory that we've carried before? Manufacturers are asking, do we need to build all of these cars and then have incentives uh, on those cars uh, to move the cars? So, you know, right now the industry is is very, very healthy uh, with a limited amount of supply, a very good amount of demand, and a lot of liquidity in the market. The, uh, I'm, I'm uh Sad, the New York Auto Show is not going on for a number of reasons, but uh, 
the Honda lineup and the Acura lineup are are very fresh. I mean, there's some really good product in the Honda Acura lineup. I mean, you the the headliner right now is the Honda Civic, uh, which is the best-selling compact car in in this country. I mean, when when a new car like that comes out, I mean, do you do you do you get a palpable increase in customers? Well, you know, the that vehicle is uh, nothing short of breathtaking. Um, yeah. I, my, I got inside the car and I thought I was sitting in the cord. Uh, it, it, it's roomy. It's 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 gorgeous. It's it's aggressive, which you know I wouldn't uh, ordinarily associate the word aggressive with a Civic. It's aggressive. It's the styling is aggressive. Uh, the motor is bulletproof. So I think they really knocked the ball out of the park with this one. You know, and it, I, I I think my job is difficult sometimes. But imagine being an engineer having to anticipate customer demand, customer wants, customer needs four or five years from now. Right now, somebody's already working on the replacement for this Civic that just hit showrooms a couple of weeks ago. And what a task that would be to improve upon this incredible vehicle. And you spoke about any of the uh, accurate side. The MDX, the 2022 MDX, is the best SUV on planet Earth. There, I said it. The Bentley uh, SUV that's $500,000 or $400,000, I'll put this thing up against it. That might be more, more luxurious, not a better SUV. It is the best on the planet. The thing is an absolute beast. It's beautiful, and, and, and it does what it does better than anything else for any price on the planet. <laughs> well, I tell you, I can attest to that. I've driven the MDX, and I just drove a Rolls-Royce Cullinan, which is a $500,000 SUV, the first one from Rolls-Royce. And the electronics, the electronics are so good in these, in these uh, um, whether it's an Acura or Honda, uh, mainstream SUVs today, that, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, they, they really compare favorably to, to, to uh, premium luxury vehicles. Why is the extra $400,000, $450,000 in value? I mean, if it makes you feel good, here's what I would suggest. Get an MDX, $50,000, and put $450,000 cash in a suitcase in the trunk. Now you've got the status and you've got a great SUV. Because I can't see the extra $450,000 in transportation value in, in some of these SUVs that are ridiculously priced simply to be ridiculously priced. The, I, I, I'm an auto enthusiast. I've driven just about everything ever made. I take them through the paces, and this MDX checks every box, man. It's there. It's aggressive. It handles like it's on rails. Uh, An incredible suspension. Uh, the electronics are second to none. The ergonomics are second to none. The cockpit second to none. Uh, it's it, it just, like I said, it checks every box. Yeah. You know, I said, yeah, it's really good. Well, uh, uh, Brian, uh, one of the reasons you you ascended to the number one Honda dealer in the country last year is because things had changed so dramatically in New York under COVID. People didn't want to use subways. They were emptying out of the city. They were they, they they wanted cars so they could go out to Long Island or go upstate and work remotely. Uh, how how much of things were turn ever turned to normal there in in New York? There's nothing normal about New York at this time. You know, we've got a, an interesting political climate going on. I think you know, the transportation, uh, mass transit is still struggling a little bit as people are uh, taking more responsibility for their health and saying, hey, maybe I don't want to go into that packed subway car or that bus. And those people that have a choice are, are 
opting perhaps to make different decisions. And I'm not saying it should or it should not. I think people have to be responsible for their own uh, safety and their, their well-being. And, you know, and if people are opting for different transportation or going back to the automobile, I, I think that, you know, certainly from my perspective, is, is a very good thing. The cars are safer now than they've ever been, they're more economical than they've ever been, and they're cleaner than they've ever been. And we're seeing a lot of uh, people that uh, once drove or gave up the automobile returning to the automobile, in particular um, uh, sedans. You know, sedans, uh, everybody had pretty much written off sedans uh, by mid or end of 2019, and we've seen a solid return to the sedans amongst people that haven't driven in, in a number of years. And um, uh, sadly, too many people are opting to the automobiles uh, today to escape from New York <laughs> and, and go elsewhere. But, uh, you know, I think New York and uh, New York City in particular will get it back together uh, and uh, we'll see a, a return uh, to businesses thriving in this great city of ours. Yeah, well, and, and, and again, it just it, it reminds us all of, of what, a, what a valuable tool the automobile is. I mean, going back to the turn of the 19th century here in Michigan, I mean, it changed people's lives. They were able to drive Model Ts up to Lake Michigan. And, uh, you know, here we are over a century later, and it's, it's the same. People are using automobiles in a difficult time to, uh, to, to do what they need to do in life. So what, what, a great, what a great tool. You've got a lot of great products there, and we, we appreciate your joining us as, as always. Keep in mind, the automobile represents freedom, right? When you're just remember when you're a young man, what that car meant to you, and you can go wherever you needed to go, wherever you wanted to go, and it yep. still represents that. And I, Henry, I thank you for the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with you. And I'm sorry I'm not going to get to see you at the auto show uh, in New York, but uh, hopefully early next year we'll be able to get to you yeah. in person. Next year, Brian, I come visit you in Queens. You got it, brother. Take good care. <laughs> All right. Have a great month. All right, we're going to. Uh, Take a break here at the top of the hour, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we've got more great car radio for you. You're on 910 AM. Computer for only 200 bucks. Call All About Technology now. And if the laptop or desktop you already have isn't working, get it fixed today. Call 313-218-4888. That's 313-218-4888. We're All About Technology. It's time to get your baby out of the garage and cruise down Woodward to Pontiac August 20th and 21st for the inaugural Woodward Dream Show at M1 Concourse. See the legends of Woodward, hot rods, customs, and muscle cars that define Detroit's cruising culture. You may have heard of them or glimpsed them from afar. Now you meet the owners of cars like the Silver Bullet, Cadillac Firemaker, or Black Ghost. All-inclusive ticket includes parking, trackside viewing, and premium Motor City-inspired menu and beverages all day. Tickets are limited at Woodward Dream Show. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With WADL TV 38, we're offering a great special with 50 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement and can be renewed as often as you choose. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291. Or email at ronesha at wadldetroit.com. 
Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac, and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100, or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99 with free lifetime guarantee. Order now, you can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now. Call 1-800-638-2619.